Hello! Welcome aboard the Story Ship. And Happy New Year! It's now 2022, and this is our first podcast of the year. Today's story is a cautionary tale. It's based upon the old fairy tale, The Emperor's New Clothes. The tale warns us of deceit and trickery and how destructive it can be. Have a listen to Winchester Tunfieldville, told by Upson Lee Elementary way back in 2002. Many years ago, in the gated kingdom of Winchester Tunfieldville, two innocent-looking people were looking for a good way to make some easy money. The leader of the two, named Alfreda, an unusually short woman with fiery red hair, walked down the road with her business partner, Tom Winfrey. Tom Winfrey was a freakishly tall man with a bald, lumpy head. The two walked down the street, big empty bags draped over their shoulders. They walked the streets unnoticed by the rest of the kingdom citizens. After a while of walking, they came to an empty shop. This looks like it will be good enough. Yes, I'm sure the owner won't mind if we borrow it. As Alfreya and Tom Winfrey ducked into the old shop, the rich and famous emperor, who was tired of all his dull clothes, went into town to find a seamstress. As they rode into town, he thought his search would be hopeless, since he had already shopped at all the best stores. He spotted a clothing store that he'd never seen. The emperor wanted to see the clothes inside because they might be just what he was looking for. The guard opened the door and a man and a woman walked from the back room into view. What are your names? I am Alfreya and this is my side, uh, I mean co-worker, Con Winfrey. I need you to make me exotic clothes that my kingdom has never seen before. And when you're done, I'll pay you a great sum of money. Both Alfreya and Tom Winfrey were shocked, but luckily the emperor left before they had a chance to answer. When the emperor left, the criminal duo was thinking of a way to keep their true identity from showing by making the emperor's clothes successfully. But since the duo didn't know how to sew and didn't have the enthusiasm because of their long journey, they sat in the shop until they were bothered by a loud knock at the door. Seamstress, I have an urgent message from the Emperor concerning his clothes. Afria and Tom Winfrey hesitantly opened the short message delivered by the guard containing measurements and colors that the Emperor preferred. It also stated the date that the wonderful new clothes needed to be taken to the palace. Both Afria and Tom Winfrey were still stunned, but frantically began to think of a plan. After thinking the situation over for a long period of time, they began walking towards the Emperor's palace. Afria stepped into the Emperor's palace, trembling with anxiety from head to toe. She stood before the emperor, fidgeting her, her fingers nervously. The emperor, dominant but gullible, questioned the empty hands of the seamstress. Why on earth are you here without any clothes for me? Alfreya paused, working up the courage to tell the emperor the truth. She didn't want to get into trouble with the emperor, but she would rather tell him now than to have him find out later, when the punishment would be much greater. There's something I need to tell you. I'm not a seamstress, and I've never used a needle and thread all my life. Don't be silly. There's no time for modesty. No, get out of here and get to work. Alfreya hung her head in despair, thinking desperately how to get out of this mess. Finally, she decided she would have to try and make the clothes herself. She and Tom Winfrey worked for hours on end, making an outfit that would be fit for the Emperor. Still, when he tried them on, the buttons popped off and the fabric stretched tightly around a stout torso. They gasped in dismay, realizing they needed another plan. Alfreya decides to make another attempt at giving the king some clothes. Alfreya and Tom Winfrey pretend to make the king some invisible clothing. Oh gracious emperor, your clothes are sewn so that only smart, intelligent people can see them. Why, that's a very clever idea. 
Now I may see which of my loyal subjects actually have a bit of sense. Let me help you don your attire. Without Freya's assistance, the Emperor puts on his lavish clothes and goes out into the street. There's a mass of people waiting to see the Emperor's famed new clothes. Alfreya, looking on from the same shop she was recently hired in, saw the Emperor and felt sorry for him. He was making a fool of himself in the presence of his entire nation. Oh, look what we have done. That poor, poor man. I shall take off my clothes too. Yes, that is what I'll do. I'll give the Emperor a little company in his parade. No, Alfreya, don't. Please, you'll make a fool of yourself. Alfreya does not take enough time to listen to Calm Winfrey's advice. She takes off her own clothing and walks outside. Alfreya waits on the Emperor's procession to walk by. She falls into step beside the Emperor. Hello, Alfreya. I see you've decided to join me in my parade. I'm really having a jolly old time. Alfreya calls out to the people in the streets. Look at my gorgeous clothes. I made them myself. They're made out of the same materials as the Emperor's. If you can't see our clothes, you're truly an idiot. And if you're one of my ministers and you can't see them either, then you shall be fired at once. Why, what glorious attire you're wearing. All the people in the streets want to look intelligent, so they claim to see the emperor's clothing, although no one can. The king, in all this uproar and partying in the streets, has not realized that he himself cannot see either of the sets of clothing. Why, I'm the smartest in the land, yet I can't see clothing on either one of us. You, Alfreya, you're not a seamstress. You're merely a swindler who is out to get my money. Take it back, please, sir. You know these are the loveliest clothes you've ever beheld. Please, don't play dumb. You lie to me. Guard, take this, this, this criminal off to jail at once. Yes, your majesty. After Alfreya's innocent show in the streets, she was brutally thrown into a five-by-five-foot jail. I mean, she didn't even do anything wrong. Just because the king doesn't believe in her fashionable designs doesn't mean she has to change. Her punishment didn't even end there. She was forced to learn how to sew so that she could make any garment that that fat, ugly, obnoxious person wanted. As for a sidekick, he got away without even being charged. The worst thing of all is that he got away with all of their money. They have the audacity to bring a young, king-approved teacher in every day during her private time, lunch. Afria can't even eat her bread and drink her water without the seamstress telling her what she should do differently. You can't do this to me. I have my rights. Let me out of here. I believe that is not possible. It's the Emperor's orders. You must stay here and learn to sew. Now get to work. Can I call my lawyer? Maybe he can help me get out of this mess. I told him I wasn't a seamstress in the first place. He should have believed me. It's a little too late for that now. Alfreya's figured out that she's not going to be let out of this brutal place and must take her punishment. The only thing is, she hasn't gotten over wearing her fashionable clothing yet. And there she sits, butt naked. <laughs> That's the beauty of storytelling. The ability to tell us something or teach us something through entertainment. This story really does give us a little bit of a guide about what we could do better in the new year. I want to thank you for listening today and be sure to visit us online at thestoryship.com. That's thestoryship.com. We have lots of wonderful workshops and children's shows available both virtual and live. Thank you for listening everyone and a happy new year. <laughs>